This podcast is brought to you by EverythingVoluntary.com. My name is Skylar Collins, and this is Thinking and Doing. In this podcast, I examine logical fallacies, cognitive biases, stoic teachings from masters past and present, and tips on being better at life. I hope it will be as instructive to you as it is to me in the pursuit of thinking and doing well. Be sure to check out and subscribe to the Voluntarist Voices podcast brought to you by EverythingVoluntary.com. Voluntarist Voices is a podcast featuring lectures, interviews, and audio essays by intellectual giants past and present. Hello and welcome to the podcast. We're going to look at some Stoic teachings for this episode. We're going to start with an entry from May 21st out of The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday and Stephen Hanselman. And then we'll look at what I thought was a pretty interesting entry to the Stoicism subreddit. All right, so this entry in The Daily Stoic starts with a quote by Epictetus out of Discourses. He says, But what is philosophy? Doesn't it simply mean preparing ourselves for what may come? Don't you understand that really amounts to saying that if I would so prepare myself to endure, then let anything happen that will? Otherwise, it would be like the boxer exiting the ring because he took some punches. Actually, you can leave the boxing ring without consequence. But what advantage would come from abandoning the pursuit of wisdom? So what would each of us say to every trial we face? This is what I've trained for. For this is my discipline. All right, just some of my own commentary, excuse me, on that before I read the uh, editor's commentary. He makes a really good point, and it's it's how I've always approached philosophy, the love of wisdom. And what is the point of obtaining wisdom if you're not going to apply it? I don't know that anybody escapes life without challenge and trial, right? Whether you're the richest man or the poorest. The challenges may be very different in nature, but they will all test us. They will all stand in our way, and we must decide, using the collective wisdom that we've managed to gain so far, how best to overcome and break through the challenge. Right? And like he says, we can leave the boxing ring without actually fighting. We don't have to stand up to the challenge. We can leave. We can quit. That's possible. And maybe in some cases, it's wise to do so, right? I don't know that every challenge has to be overcome, at least maybe not in this moment. Maybe it's a challenge that we've met too early and we'll have an opportunity to come back with it later when we're a a better fighter, as it were, and we can overcome it then, right? It takes a certain kind of wisdom to recognize those moments also, I think. But that's 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 why we study philosophy, including the Stoics, from the Stoics. Right? This is a much more practical philosophy than what a lot of other philosophers talk about. They're they're a little bit more excuse me, they're a little bit more in the mind. Whereas the Stoics are much more the the doing part, right? Of the thinking or doing. So the pursuit of wisdom, right, it has its purpose. 
And we do it because we want to get in the, the ring, using his analogy, and we want to box and we want to win, right? And if, if that wasn't our goal, right, to, to face challenges and to overcome them and to come out better on the other side, then we, we wouldn't be doing this in the first place. So let's, let's read the commentary from Holiday and Hanselman now. They write, The Stoics love to use boxing and wrestling metaphors the way we use baseball and football analogies today. This is probably because the sport of pancration, literally all strength, but a purer form of mixed martial arts than one sees today in the UFC, for example, was integral to boyhood and manhood in Greece and Rome. The Stoics refer to fighting because it's what they knew. Seneca writes that unbruised prosperity is weak and easy to defeat in the ring, but a man who has been at constant feud with misfortunes acquires a skin calloused by suffering. This man, he says, fights all the way to the ground and never gives up. That's what Epictetus means too. What kind of boxer are you if you leave because you get hit? That's the nature of the sport. Is that going to stop you from continuing? All right, so they bring something a little different here. And I like the part here. He, he quotes Seneca. It's not from this quote. It must be from a little later on. He says, Seneca writes that unbruised prosperity is weak and easy to defeat in the ring. But, quote, a man who has been at constant feud with misfortunes acquires a skin calloused by suffering. That's how we know that experience breeds wisdom. And I like what he talks about here, a skin calloused by suffering. This reminds me, this is a similar thing when we talk about having a thick skin. Somebody who can hear and listen to things they disagree with, either personal insults or just ideas and opinions from other people, and not be shattered to pieces, and not get upset, and not get, quote, triggered, right? That's, that's the new thing these days, getting triggered, right? You said something about your politics, and that triggers me, and now I'm shattered to pieces, and I'm on the floor, and I'm wailing, throwing a crybaby temper tantrum. Too many people, and I'm not going to be the old guy that say kids these days, because I, I don't think it's all kids. I don't think it's most kids. But there's a lot of kids coming out of university that seem to have paper-thin skin when it comes to hearing contrarian ideas than what they've been uh, taught by their you know humanities and liberal arts professors about how the world should work, which is why they have their um, their wailings and their gnashing of teeth, <laughs> right? When when the candidate they despise gets elected. I think we've all seen the video clip of the one young lady, college student, who's sitting there waiting for it to be announced that Donald Trump won the presidency back in 2016. And then she starts screaming. <laughs> She's not somebody who's um, has acquired a skin calloused by suffering. Right. She's she's not somebody who, who really has had to wrestle with 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 things that she uh that do not come simple for her. And I think that was evidence, unless of course if it was just performance art and it may have been. But but you 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 do. You see this a lot these days, especially with people who have different uh opinions about things, right? They're getting canceled, they're getting thrown off, they're getting deplatformed, right? They're losing their place on the internet. They're losing their place in their careers, right? Because they said something, quote, offensive. And that will represent to them their own challenge that they must overcome. And they will be stronger for it. They will be stronger than the people who have put them in that position. And I'm not talking about, you know, the unrepentant sinner. 
I'm talking about people who have apologized and said, look, it's stuff I, stupid stuff I said a long time ago. I don't think that way anymore. But it doesn't matter. They must be sacrificed by people who require trigger warnings, by people whose skin is not thick enough to stand up and say, okay, we believe you, let's go forward. That's kind of off topic, I would say. But what kind of boxer are you if you leave because you get hit? That's the nature of the sport. So this isn't, you know, I don't, I don't read this stuff in order to preach to other people about what they should or shouldn't do, right? These, this, this is a self-study. This is for me. That's why I read this stuff. That's why I study the Stoics. Ultimately, it's for me so that I can gain the wisdom so that when I'm in front of my own challenges and trials, I'll know how to stay in the ring and hit back. That's why we do it. All right, let's go on to the subreddit entry. All right, this is by the username ThrowAwayMyKey9000, and I'll link to this so you can see the discussion that has ensued, which is really good as, as usual. And this entry itself is a little on the longer side, but I am going to go through it. I haven't read it completely, but I, I was really impressed with how it started. It starts with, whenever you find yourself upset, pay close attention to what false appearance slash expectation you had that led to the discomfort. This is how you grow as a Stoic. And they go on. Here's the body of the post. Stoics, the Stoics believe that every distress that we encounter, however minor or major, is caused by a poor expectation or assumption that we made. To become unconquerable, then, is to forsake the perceptions that society teaches you, to not assume that a person will act in such a way, and to not make any expectations about what the future holds. This is how Socrates openly welcomed a death sentence. This is how Epictetus dealt with being enslaved and crippled with such equanimity. This is how a Stoic becomes invincible. Are you upset that you broke your leg? Did you expect your leg to be unbreakable? Why are you so convinced that a broken leg is a bad thing? Are you angry that you lost your job? Why did you assume that it was in your power to keep it? You do not control the economy, the industry you work in, or your boss. So why did you think you controlled whether or not you stayed employed there? Are you sad that a loved one died? Who told you that they would live forever? How could you not see it coming? For everyone and everything dies eventually. I should add that it is okay and natural to feel things when things happen. What I'm talking about here is you ruminating, dwelling, wallowing, and otherwise playing the woe is me card for days on end. Feeling an emotion is a natural momentary human response that is more or less inevitable. Thinking in emotion is an intentional choice and oftentimes an unnecessary reaction to something after the initial feeling has subsided. Okay, this is really good. And some people down in the comments uh, share quotes from different, you know, Epictetus, Marcus Aurelius, um, Seneca, that are on point with this idea. This, this, this is really good. Right. This this is this is probably this should probably be one of the fundamental uh, points or practices of stoicism. Right. Sometimes we go through those lists of of ten or a dozen uh, stoic teachings. This should be one of those because I think this is this is one that undergirds a lot of what we go through in life. Right. How often are we? How often do we get upset about something? How often do we feel disappointed? Do we feel annoyed? Right? Here's, here's an example. Every day around 3.30, I like to take a nap. 
And with the type of employment I have, I'm home between one or two before I start working again at five. And I like to lay down around 3.30, take a nap for about an hour, get up at 4.30, have my evening coffee, and go to work. This has become habitual for me. What has also become habitual is my two daughters. They are, well, she's, my middle is now 11, and my youngest is five. She'll be six in a couple of weeks. They, they're, uh, their computers are there in the room that looks right at the downstairs door. So when I come over and I open that downstairs door around 3.30, they notice me. And they'll watch me go down the stairs. And sometimes if my wife's in the kitchen, I'll say, hey, it's nap time. And they'll hear that. And as soon as I go downstairs, they, whatever they're doing, whoever they're playing with, um, sometimes it's just one of them. Sometimes one of them might be too into something. They're not willing to leave it. But they'll pause whatever they're doing, and then they'll run downstairs after me. And the purpose of this is to wait for me to lay down and then jump on me and begin to, quote, annoy me, right? This is the game we play every day. So if, I, if my expectation was that they weren't going to do that, then I would feel, then I would, I would probably allow myself to feel pretty angry or upset in some way, to some degree, about them coming and preventing me from taking the nap that I so desperately want to take. But I avoid all of that, which those kind of feelings would no doubt lead to some sort of contentious uh, interaction with them, which I don't want. So because I have proper expectations about what happens at nap times, now sometimes I try to sneak down and close the door and hope they didn't see me and that they're too, they're, they're too busy with what they're doing to notice. So I do have that hope, but I also have the expectation that Either they will see me or they'll glance at the time. They'll see that it's about 3.30, 3.40. They'll, they know where I'm going to be. And then they'll sneak down and come in and, and do their thing. Play this, play this game with me. And it usually goes on for 10, 15 minutes. You know, and the whole time I'm sitting there begging them, why don't we just take a nap? Why don't we just take, you, you don't need to annoy me today. And they're, they're just sitting there doing annoying things and I'm tickling them from time to time. It's a, it, it really is a, a daily precious interaction that I have with them. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. Is it annoying? Yeah, on some degree, it is annoying. I do want to just have my nap. But I also think forward. I think forward decades from now that this is going to be an extremely precious memory that we will have shared between us every day for for years now. <laughs> so I have the expectation that they're going to do this. I hope that they won't. I secretly hope that they will because I love it. Some days, you know, I'm, in, I'm not in the mood and I, I really hope that they don't. But I have this expectation and it prevents a lot of distress. So I really like this, this idea of playing, paying close attention to expectations and to false appearance, right? What, it, what are you expecting to happen? And it might be a good idea. It might be wise to temper those expectations in every case. Okay, maybe... Maybe expect a little bit of disappointment. Maybe expect things to go a little bit wrong. Maybe that's maybe that's a, a better way to go. And it's no fun, right? It's no fun because if we have high expectations, then we have anticipation. And if we have anticipation, then our brains give us a little shot of dopamine, which is a, a type of feel-good hormone. It's the anticipation hormone, right? High expectation pays off in this 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 type of drug <laughs> i guess we could say 
right? So we want high expectations because we want to anticipate, because we want to feel, we want to feel really good about that. So that's kind of its own challenge, I guess. But maybe from time to time, as part of our meditations, either ex- explicit or implicit, however we do that, our brooding, if you will, <laughs> consider the things that are important to you, right? Consider your, your bodily integrity. Consider the people you care about and how they will not be here forever. Your body is not unbreakable, okay? One day, you will fall ill, and that will be discomforting, or it could be very painful. One day, you could get so ill that it's more or less obvious that your time is up, and that's true for anybody, people we care about. My wife could fall ill. My wife, I dropped her off yesterday. She has, she's in training to become a yoga instructor. And for about an hour from, so, so her stuff starts at six o'clock. She goes with me at five o'clock. I'm working, I'm doing my food delivery and I've got to get her to a certain place by six. Sometimes stuff comes up and it's easier for me to drop her off a few blocks away from where she needs to go. And then she'll walk the rest of the way to kill, to kill the rest of the time because she doesn't want me to drop her off early. When I drop her off, Okay, and, and maybe uh, I haven't talked about it on this podcast, but my wife has a visual impairment. She's visually impaired. That's why I drive her. She can't drive. And even, you know, if it's a busy area and she's got to cross streets, whether they have uh, lights or not, that is that can be dangerous for her, right? So when I drop her off and I know she's got to walk four blocks, take her about 15 minutes, my expectation is that she's going to, I'm going to, you know, in about 15 minutes from now, I'm going to receive a, a text that says I'm here. But maybe there should be a smaller expectation there somewhere, doesn't have to be front and center, that I won't get that text, that something may happen, right? I This, this isn't something that I've done because of stoicism. I don't know where this comes from, but I'm always doing these, I guess the Stoics would call it negative visualization, right? Where you visualize something really negative happening and the consequences of that. And I would be lying if I if I told you that I didn't visualize something bad happening to people I care about. And then what would proceed from there? What I would do, how things would go, right? One of my kids dying, my wife dying, something something happening to them, maybe not dying, but something else happening. I don't think it's morbid and I don't know, maybe it's a common thing that people do, but it's it's just something I've I've always done. I don't know why. But now I can now I have now I have a, a label for it, right? Now I can call it proper expectations or at least girding yourself. I can call it negative visualization. I can I can say it's it's part of this. <laughs> okay. All right. I think I'll link to this. I'll link to uh the subreddit here. Like I said, there's a lot of people who chime in on this with just a lot of their own um either quotes or bits of wisdom or even questions and there's conversation. I mean, there's something like 48 comments on it so far. So check that out and read through it. I thought this was really good and really thoughtful. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening and have a better day. Please send your comments or questions to thinkinganddoingpodcast at gmail.com. Please consider supporting this podcast at everythingvoluntary.com by visiting patreon.com forward slash EVC or paypal.me forward slash everythingvoluntary. Thank you. Thank you.